0: everybody. Welcome to a new Prague Report podcast. Uh, we have a cool episode here that uh, is an idea that we just just had the other day. Uh, and we want to talk about what are perfect albums in Prague. And uh, joining me are Daniel Levy. Hello, everyone. Jeff Bailey. Hi, everyone. In his new apartment. And Prague Hi, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? Um, this came to me as a as an idea because I was recently listening to an album and uh, I I won't say which one it was but uh, I thought wow uh, you know I really like every song and I I don't say that a lot as as hard that might be to imagine I like a I like a lot of albums on one hand I think I'm very forgiving with most of the bands I like I everything that one of my favorite bands puts out I'll say is great but. On the same hand, uh, I'll always find one song that maybe I might skip over time or I would have liked that album without it. For me, personally, I I know I'm not the barometer and none of us are, right? Like, the Beatles don't need my approval to put Within (laughs) Without You on Sgt. Pepper, but I would have not had that song on that album (laughs) and it ruins a perfectly perfect album for me. Jeff, I know you disagree and you like that song. So um, that's one example, I think, in this that sits for me as what would be a perfect album, but isn't because of one song, uh, right? So, and I think that happens with a lot of bands we like. And I think, uh, I mean, Dan, you were saying that before we started, you were looking at albums by a lot of your favorite
1: bands. Yeah. And you thought you might it, pick
0: and then realize, oh, but I don't like that one song.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I think if I go to my favorite bands, and I think on, the, on this podcast, we'll be extremely biased and nitpicky. So keep that in mind. Right. But but we'll go to like one of my favorite albums ever. Like this is my number one favorite album from this band, which is one of my favorite bands. But I don't think it's perfect. You know, there's something with it that, that you know it's it's more about me enjoying it and less about me seeing it as a work of perfect art. But if I go down the list to number three or four, then I'm like, okay, I think this is more like it. This is more like you know, direct, straight to the point, everything rounds. Uh, perfectly. So it's yeah. a, it's an interesting conversation as a whole.
0: Jeff, what about you? How, what's a perfect album for you?
2: No, I think I think the ones that I've picked are are ones like you've said, where the whole thing works together, where you don't find yourself skipping through tracks, where the cover art, you know, where everything just kind of gels. And I think I think one of the things that I've reflected on, I haven't picked everything from the pre-CD era, but I think one of the things probably that the CD era has has brought is, um, you know, the ability to put out 70, 80 minutes of music, um, when sometimes 40 minutes is enough, you know, yeah. and I'm not saying, you know, you know, vinyl is better, but I think some of the limitations that vinyl placed on artists and bands meant... You got the real cream you know um and uh i think i think i think that that's one of the one of the things that as i look at some later albums as daniel said it's not that actually they're bad albums and they could you know easily contain some of my favorite stuff by those bands um but they can have some some material that maybe you don't like so much so so i've i've tried to i've tried to pick ones that i like the whole way through, and in fact, I've actually listened to all of them in full in the last two days, just to make sure. <laughs> right,
0: uh, Nick. What about you? Was what
3: was? Yeah. So through? I was, um, I was going through my collection and looking for the perfect album, and I came up with this. <laughs> 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 so there are there are twenty one of them, and that ain't going to fly. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of hearing what Jeff said there that that um, in the in the vinyl era. There, were, there, there was a little bit more purpose and a, a little bit more um, urgent need for perfection. If, if I could say that. Um, so I've, I've ended up with, with quite a, quite a few vinyls here, but I think what I'm going to do is try and split them down the middle and the, the CD error survives with me, but yeah. yeah, it's, there's no such thing. as perfection, of course. Well, um, you know, one
0: of the things that uh, I personally just had fun doing when you could start having recordable CDs, right. That, that, era there, maybe what, late 90s, 2000s, where you could start doing that. It was just a fun project for me to do, is take an album that maybe that song had an extra minute too long that I thought could have faded out, or put put the last song a little sooner because i liked it more and i started making my own versions of albums (laughs) and that was a fun little thing that i enjoy doing so i don't know what that said maybe i'm picky but
2: well people people do that on spotify i have a friend who who is convinced that um queen's hot space album is actually just badly sequenced and he and he shares the uh the, the different sequencing to go if you'd heard these first four four songs first you would have thought it was a much different and a much better album yeah i um, never thought of that that's one kind that of way, fun, but yeah. fun, fun stuff to do as well
0: yeah yeah all right so uh we each picked five um we'll try to go through them a little quicker so we're not here forever but uh all right i'm gonna go uh, i'll go first uh dan uh you second jeff uh you third and nick you'll go fourth and then uh, we'll go around um so my, my first album, I'm going to go chronological in mine because there's really no preference of order or favorite or anything like that. But going back to, like you said, the vinyl era, um, the first thing I did was go through some of my favorite bands and then see if there's something there that I like. So obviously one of the first bands I went to was Genesis and I started looking through that catalog. And that's a really tricky one because there's a lot of great albums with one bad song on many 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 of them and they're they're brilliant amazing albums but if you look at um, uh, you know if you look at abacab I mean It? if you look at uh, you know the the self-titled is illegal alien I mean you can go through all of them there's like one song that's sort of it's like eh, cringy um, but I did go back to Foxtrot from 72 as as a perfect album and I think a lot of times you have these albums where it focuses on one long epic that that becomes the barometer of like what makes that album good. And then there's just the rest of it is just filler that you can skip through. And I think on this one, that is anything but, you know, Watcher of the Skies, uh, Get Them Out by Friday, Can Utility and and Coastliners, which is, I mean, maybe the most underrated, amazing song in, in their catalog uh, and, uh, horizon certainly as a, as a brilliant lead into suppers ready. And that's an album where I, f- I find it hard to skip anything. And, uh, and it certainly has one of the best songs ever on top of it to boot. So that would be my first choice as, as a perfect album. I, I had a hard time with Genesis. I mean, lamb lies down on Broadway, half of disc two, I can, I can remove frankly for me. And I love that album. You know what I mean? Um,
2: uh, so Roy Roy, um, timetable,
0: Sorry. Yeah. No. G- good song. Yeah. Not a not a horrific song that I forget.
2: <laughs> it's getting fun. <laughs> I d- Sorry. I, I, I suppose my, my it's not necessarily that I have a problem with timetable. I just couldn't even remember what it would be. I can't even think what it goes like. Right. So, uh,
0: it, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't mention. I didn't mention. It. I don't have the, the. I don't have the whole list in front of me. Um But yeah. So that's well. In their catalog, to me, that's that's the perfect one. I mean, selling by a pound would have been an also a choice, but Battle of uh, Epping Forest is not a great song,
2: hmm. right? I, the right. closest I I got in my Genesis con- oh, I, I haven't picked it, but the closest album that I thought about for Genesis was probably Trick of the Tail. Mm-hmm. Um, but there yeah. we go.
0: All right, Dan, you go next. Uh, okay, so this
1: list is kind of trying to make something that is entirely subjective to be objective. We will never agree. Right. And no, there's no, decided... correct,
0: there's no correct answer on this,
1: for sure. Exactly. Except and so... I'm always right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: like. the, the, the order of my list and going are albums that are least like to get talked about, and I'll end with the most like to, you guys might mention them before me. So if I want to mention more albums, I'll have a way to. So I'll start with one of my personal favorite bands, which is Reign of Kingdom. And when we were talking about it in the chat, I mentioned their first album, Rhythm, Chord, and Melody, which I think is a strong contender for this format. Because I think as a whole, for me, and I'm extremely biased, they are the band with no bad songs. So that's already <laughs> one thing there. And then you get to this album, which I think has flows very well has a a good quality, like all the songs are top-notch and classics in their catalog. And I think that puts the nail in the coffin. Is that the expression? Nail in the coffin. Yeah, so yeah. That's that's what makes it for me. So Reign of Kingdom, Rhythm, Chord and Melody, a classic to me. And I know you guys are not as familiar as I am, but that's a great one. And I think if people would listen to it, they, I don't know, maybe one of them would agree with me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> is that a no. is that a newer or older album? By the no, way? that's
1: their first album. They had an EP before that, and then this is the full flash, the first one. And what I like about this one is it's jazzy and proggy, and has like some Latin elements. But it doesn't sound like a new band. It sounds like they they've been doing this for forty years. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't come as like like the new band. It's very mature and, anyways it's cool. a great
0: album Alright, add it to the list to check out Jeff
2: Me? Okay um, I think I'm going to start with um, yeah, one to illustrate my point from earlier on um, King Crimson Discipline um, so the first album after they sort of I was going to say reformed but I mean it was basically a new band that took the same name um, it's about 38 minutes long so, not a huge amount of music, um, but you know Bill Bruford, Robert Fripp, Tony Levin, Adrian Belew creating something that just is a genuinely new sound, taking old Crimson influences, taking modern new wave, Talking Heads, um, type stuff, and bringing it all together, um. You know, and doing something that is quite, you know, an album that starts with that bit at the start of Elephant Talk with Tony Levin playing the stick bass and it's sounding like nothing you've ever heard before, really. Um, You know, great songs, great pop songs, great melodies, and throughout it, fantastic playing, you know, innovative use of electronic percussion um, that doesn't sound dated when you listen to it. you know, 40 years later um, and a really good flow of tracks from, you know, the kind of very heavy guitar workouts to, you know, ballad like Matty Kudasai. Um, some instrumentals that are that are really, really creative and, you know, something that was very inspirational and just listening to that start to finish go. You know, they, they couldn't have done that better. They it, it, To me, it's just sort of a perfect album i think it's an
1: interesting pick because correct me if i'm wrong but the last two tracks are instrumentals right
2: that's right
1: that's yeah correct. and it's like one third of the album which is yeah. full instrumental but it's it I, I i think it's a great pick but it's interesting how much of it is I and mean, maybe it comes from the nature of king crimson but
0: could you imagine 38 minutes as an album today though that's an ep right <laughs> I mean, doesn't yeah. work
1: that's a track for many
0: bands. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it, but it, it holds to what you, what your point is. You know that that they had to keep keep the best stuff for. for yeah, you know sometimes
2: I, I love I love long songs, but I think you know what's great about it is your interest is kept because it's different, and this one's different, and this one's different, and this one's different, and it kind of it just takes you the whole way through through the album. Um, going, you know, if you've never heard it before, wondering what's gonna come next, you know. So
0: I think there's a lot more albums coming out nowadays that maybe aren't forty minutes, but not every band is using the full 70, 80 minutes of a CD that much. Right? Well, which has been a good
2: thing. Well, I've said two two of my favorite albums of recent years have been the last two Sticks albums. Yeah. Um The Mission and Crash of the Crown, both of which are about forty minutes long. Yep. And they've just stuck that and packed it with really really good stuff
3: agreed all right nick you're up well look any list talking about perfection has got to have this on it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just said After i just said Roy it just wasn't perfect, it. perfect for me is that funny
3: <laughs> yeah, but, you, but, you but amazing album it, nonetheless amazing selling england by the pound i mean what, what more can be said um it, it, it it's has stood the test of time. It's still one of the greatest albums in, in the whole genre. Um, and and I, I still play it to this day. And, and I think a lot of proggers find themselves in the same situation. It's, it, it's just a masterpiece from beginning to end. Dancing with the Moonlit Light um, all the way through to to a, a bit of pop. And I know what I like in your bedroom, in your wardrobe. In <laughs> <And>, your <laughs> bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, Freudian slip and right report, not PG 13. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's not a poor moment on the thing. Um, so I know, I know that a lot of people think that it might sound dated, but uh, give it a spin again. And I, I, I think that you'll, you'll hear that that not only was, was emblematic of the time, but it also, um, was a harbinger of, of 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 big things to come for both Collins and Gabriel, and of course Hackett. Uh, it's it's a classic. It's as close to perfection as I could. I, I, it was the first. It was the first one that I picked when the word perfect was in my mind. Okay. Um, is this? Uh, I'm not as
1: well versed into Genesis as you guys are, but is this song? This album has uh, more "Full Me," yeah. which Phil sings. Is that the yep. first one that he sings? On Genesis, the lead vocals.
0: Uh, well, he that's sings right.
2: for Absent, I think it well, might no. maybe, Absent yes. Friends. Absent Friends. No, no, that's Absent Friends is um, on Nursery Crime. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm, I just, just thought
1: that was curious. Yeah.
2: yeah I think I, I look. I love it as an album. If I put it through my perfect test, I'd probably not be. Unhappy if I didn't have to hear I Know What I Like ever again. I'm really? Not, I'm not. No, it's, it's fine, but it's sort you of, know, um, And yeah, the Phil song of that, it's, it's more for me, isn't it? It's a okay. I the
3: lyric to Bedroom. Would you like it more? <laughs> 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 I mean, but.
2: but just... like, it's, a great, it's, it's a great album and it's absolutely, you know, in my top three Genesis albums for
0: sure. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's 99% perfect for Jeff and I, I think is what we're saying. Uh, okay. My next one is, uh, is going to be, um, a couple years later, and maybe this isn't a, a perfectly prog kind of record, but I think it stands as, as a prog album. And, um, I wanted to include it because it's been an album that while I liked it, for a long, long time. Over the last few years, I've started to listen to it even more and more, almost like a new record, which I think has been a lot of fun. And I really like it because I'm more into the songs that I didn't listen to when I was younger. I listen to more now on the album. Uh, and that's uh, Super Tramp's uh, Crime of the Century.
3: Yeah, good
0: 1974. And uh, I just think it's, not every album for them is perfect because sometimes the Ray Davies' songs don't hold up as good as the Roger Hudson songs for me, but on this one, I think they do. Um, uh, I mean, it's just the back and forth between them, and you get these different styles that really go well together with each other. You go from school, which has that amazing kind of prog part towards the end, to bloody well right. Hide in Your Shell is just beautiful. Asylum might be my favorite song on the album right now, and has been for a while, and that's just a super underrated song that no one ever talks about. Um, you got a pop song with Dreamer, uh, a sort of a hit with Rudy, and then uh, If Everyone Was Listening, which is another just underrated, brilliant song. Uh, and then it closes with Crime of the Century, the title track, which is his Prague Epic. Um, also a 40, 45 minute album, uh, eight songs, just amazing from beginning to end. It's just br- a masterpiece, one of my favorite albums of all time.
3: Yep, flows so beautifully. Not a bad second on it.
0: Nope, uh, Jeff. You look like you don't agree.
2: No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not massively familiar with it. I kind of, really. As far as Supertramp's concerned, I like, I like, I like the hits. I mostly like the Roger Hodgson stuff. The other oh, stuff, I you
0: would really like this album. I think really... I would revisit it again. Uh, um, I think we did it in our we did it the progress. progress. Thing, yeah. yeah. I just man, that Asylum song. I, I, it's just so good. I can't believe how good it is. Uh, okay, Dan, you're next
1: um so i'll bring up this is a, a bit of a different take on the word perfect so hear me out um <laughs> i think for what they set out to do with this one it's perfectly executed it's not like perfect in i would never skip one track because when i go out and i want to listen to B by pain of salvation i know i'm what i'm in for and so that's my pick and that's weird because if if I were if I was to rank my pain of salvation favorite albums, this one would probably be like middle of the pack in terms of my personal preference. But for what it is, and it is like a, a rock opera, and it, it's a very conceptual album and it explores a, a concept of human existence and God and how we came to be. And it's a, a lot of you know debate and it's very interesting. The way Daniel uh Gilden Lowe executed it, I don't think he could have done it any better. So in that sense, it's a perfect album. And when I was like looking at the list of albums, like my, my contenders, I thought this one was a safe pick here because even though like the, the first song is basically silence and sound, of course you're fine if you skip it, but if you wanna go the concept and understand what he was going for, it needs to be there. It does its purpose, and and that's why I think it's perfect. And besides, like if you go to the song songs in here, and it's everything in Latin, so I might screw up the, the pronunciation, but it's uh pluvios aestivus, which is an amazing piano piece, or some heavier moments like uh, Diffidentia which and nihilari, which is are two classics in their cell list. Uh, Dea Pecuniae, which is like more jazzy. Anyways, it, it, I think B is perfect because it is what it is. And so I think it it deserves to be on this list.
0: But do you, so what you're saying is it's maybe not your favorite album by them?
1: Yeah, not not close to being my favorite album by right. them, which is funny. Like, because when I look into Remedy Lane or Perfect Element, I think they are like 95%, 99% perfect, you know? And they execute their their concepts, which is a separate thing than B. B is, sets out to do something very different from all of the other algorithms. and I think it does it perfectly. So that's my argument for it being here. Like,
0: okay, cool, yeah. All right, Jeff, your next one.
2: Okay. Um... Are there, are there uh, lo- lots of perfect concept albums around? That's uh, kind of an interesting one. And I, I sort of was was trying to think about um, some of the kind of obvious choices that might come to mind. And a lot, particularly the longer ones, a lot of the time you go, oh, there's this bit which kind of, you right. know, and I suppose you, you have to have peaks and troughs throughout a very long concept album and sometimes if it's driving a narrative too hard you know it can be a little bit clunky um so uh, so, so I, I tried to focus on a couple of concept albums and i i don't know I'm, I'm guessing um who knows whether you guys agree with it or not and it's probably also my favorite album by this artist is neil morse's question mark album um and again i think i i, I you know what it, it pretty much flows as one piece again about 50 55 minutes long and you know to, and to, to an extent what I said about the last album it has a lot of styles without it feeling like it's kind of jumping around to different things it flows um probably one of the things that's a little bit unique in, in in all of those albums that Neil and Randy and Mike made is that they have quite a lot of of um guest appearances And and what that does for me in the flow of the album is it kind of, it piques your interest when you go, oh, that's Steve Hackett or Jordan Rudez or Alan Morse or, uh, you know, whoever. Um, And lyrically, I I love that album. Um, Melodically, just how the whole thing works and how it, you know, has a start, has a flow, has an ending, um, it just, it just all works for me. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't think, um, you know, what could make it better. And I think, you know, in addition, I'm sure it wouldn't have been outside of their capabilities to put another ten or fifteen minutes into the album, and maybe make it not quite as good. Um, so having it and going, this is it, economical and
0: yeah, good. I know that toy's been your favorite one. Yeah, I remember. It.
1: Yeah, I expected you to pick that one too. I think question mark might be a top three for me. Um, it's it's hard to pick a, a neo like solo album that I think it's perfect. There's always one ballad or yeah, one moment. Yeah, my that, thing. It's it's that does don't really connect with me, and I know the reason, um, and I understand it. But anyways, I, I think it's it fits right on here. I agree. Like um, as a whole, like being perfect question mark is in there. Yeah. So,
0: so the thing with, with Neil is if there was some sort of weight you could put on the good songs and what they mean to liking one of his albums versus the one you don't like and measure it that way, then you could almost argue it is a perfect album. It's so perfect. This one song being bad doesn't even matter the rest of it's perfect (laughs) yeah you
1: know what i'm saying my example for question mark to be more precise would be like i think outside looking in it's not a song that i connect to at all oh
0: my favorite song on that album that's amazing
1: you know i I mean i I like it don't get me wrong i like that song but
2: but then you see where i where i go on that that is where i go on that is you have that like big choir the glory of the lord bit that kind of comes in and then it cuts right back to this very simple very acoustic song
3: uh-huh. you've
2: got al's voice coming in doing the kind of echo you know and, and, and you know and then three minutes later you're in the entrance which is kind of
0: no poof. yeah i think i, think so I, looking I just, in into 12 is
1: yeah the, the 12, 12 onwards
2: album. Something that's,
0: that's the best part of the album for
1: me. <laughs> I oh, think but anyway, in the best one forever. forever. Anyways, yeah, yeah let's, a let's keep that's going. A good pick
0: regardless. All right, Nick, <laughs> All right, Nick, you're next.
3: All right, not to sound predictable, but I knew that one on was coming me. from you. That there was it coming. is. No uh, yeah. I mean, and right. So, so I won't harp on about it. Um, Spock's Beard V is pretty as close to a perfect album as you can get. Um, it's it, it, from it, it's it's got influences definitely and a lot of yes in there a bit of xtc maybe in in revelation but when it comes to epics there is absolutely nothing to touch the great nothing in my in my opinion and that alone makes this album as close as close to perfection as you can find i just uh still to this day can't get enough of it spock's beard v um one of my
0: favorite albums but not perfect for me i knew i (laughs) I, I knew
2: i knew i didn't need to pick it because i knew nick would so
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) jeff jeff
3: we have a a good team uh
0: and we we aren't all talking about all neil albums so don't worry but i would have called
2: it i would have called it five rather than v right
3: right (laughs) they're both okay i'm glad this album made it in uh, it's always been v for victory with me
2: Led Zeppelin, Ivy is also a really good album.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Uh, My next one, I'm going to jump to the 80s. And uh, you were talking about, is there a perfect concept album? And I think you're right. Many of them, while being some of my favorite albums ever, for example, The Wall um, uh, has Bring the Boys Back Home and Vera Lynn, which I could scratch those two off right away. Um, But... It's that's mostly a perfect album, and I love The Wall, uh, one of my favorites. But I think this one by maybe more of a metal band is a perfect, uh, concept album. Uh, and that's Queensryche's Operation Mindcrime. Um, for me, the key to having a good concept album for me is not overdoing it with the interludes and the transition things and the talking bits and just have songs, right? And, and so to me, that's what makes a concept album work for me because what I find with concept albums that are too much with those kind of things is that those are the things I just skip, right? I just, I, I just want to get to the, you know, five, six, seven, eight minute songs. Um, so after a little while of listing through the whole album from beginning to end, those kind of things start to burden me with a record and it doesn't make it out bad. It's just, that's just how I like to eventually listen to things. Um, mind crime is that mind crime is just great songs all the way through. There isn't a bad track. Um, there's a couple of epic moments this is eyes of a stranger is one of the best closing songs of, of a metal record ever. Um, you got a, a couple of minor hits. I don't believe in love and, and that kind of thing, um, has a really cool story. It's an, it's an original, Story for a concept album. It's not, it's not kind of the you know repetitive like um, you know that the, the, the thi- well to use an overdone story about how music gets taken from the world and then music comes back by some champion kind of story that's been done to death. Um, and uh, I think it holds up to this day. It's just a, a crazy awesome masterpiece, uh, flawless. I,
3: record. I, I only got into Strike with with Empire. And somehow that album still resonates with me more than operation. Monster. I did too.
0: I got to, into them first with empire and then went back and I still love empire. And I have a hard time actually picking between whether one or not is my favorite. But that said, I think, um, queen, uh, empire has a few songs that maybe don't hold up as well. Um, where mind crime is, is I think flawless.
2: So I, I saw, I saw it, uh, yeah, Jeff Tate's Operation Mindcrime play, Operation Mindcrime, three or four years ago. And certainly, again, in a live context, the dynamics work really, really, really well. Oh, it's yeah, still without, to this day. It being overburdened by, as you say, um, yeah. story or, yeah.
0: One of the best concerts I uh, can remember to this day was when I was 15 and saw them perform that in its entirety in a big arena when they were at the height of their popularity. And it was just... Nothing. Nothing could top that. It
3: was amazing. It's such a shame that that band was so wrecked by conflict. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: they got in their own mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little too intense to uh All right, Dan, you're next.
1: I got a spoiler right here.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So the Raven that refused to sing, and other stories by Steven Wilson. A mouthful of an album title, but this song, like this album, goes. It's six songs, six perfect songs, in my opinion. Some people might say the pain drop is the awake link. I will disagree. I love that song. Great song. But yeah, Thank you. I was expecting to be bashed.
3: Nope. <laughs> I'm going like, to bash you. I'm going to bash you, Dan. <laughs> oh, you don't like that one, Nick? <laughs> I, I, I just think Hand Cannot Erase is so much better. Oh, so that's the
1: thing. I like both of these albums equally, but there's one song on Hand Cannot Erase that I don't like. <laughs> And that's, that's it, that's not perfect because you know, yep.
2: uh, but it is. Perfect. I dare you
1: to it speak its name,
2: but it is perfect, it is in the
1: title, The Perfect, <laughs> ironically, life. yeah, I mean. <laughs> ironically. Oh, but I don't think on, that's a perfect song, song. anyways. But, but go to Raven, like Lumino, Chef's mm, Kiss, Drive Home, one of the most <laughs> beautiful ballads ever written. The Holy Drinker, scary, you know, moody, <laughs> it goes everywhere, it's so cool. Uh, the pin drop we talked about it. The watchmaker is epic, has so many great moments. I think this around this era, and this might be a controversial like hot take. This is like the, the peak Stephen Wilson songwriting, in my opinion, like this hand cannot raise. That's where he goes all out and he just puts all the most interesting aspects of his songwriting. And I know we might be talking about Porcupine Tree in a bit, but this is my addition to the list. And according to Steven himself, the title track "Raven That Refused to Sing," it's his best song ever. So, who am I to argue?
0: He might have changed that to "Permanating." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, or "Personal Shopper." Who knows? Right. Yeah, yeah. I like "Permanating," though. Great song. <laughs> um,
0: per- I I agree. I agree yeah, with you, you can argue with it.
2: I sorry. I I think it can be perfect and um. Hand cannot erase, can be perfect too. You can have you can have more than one perfect album in a career. So. True.
0: Amazingly enough, uh he has a few. He has a few that are that are perfect or darn near darn near close to it. I agree with um, that. All right, Jeff, your
2: next one. Talking of which, perfect. He guys I'm actually struggling because I, I have I sort of have three. Well, we've only got two left, isn't that right? So.
0: Uh, well, no, this, you're on your third. Uh, you're this on your my third. third.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then oh, okay. That's
2: that's good. okay. Then I'll stick with Porcupine Tree and seamlessly segue. Um, I, I got the deluxe version of this that I've been waiting for it to come down in price. And so the other night, actually, when we were sort of talking about the idea of this podcast, I sat down and listened to Inham Cynthia and went start to finish. No skippers. Um, you know, you had. I suppose Porcupine Tree had gone down a particular route with, um, the previous two albums. Um, Blackfield had come along, which started to give Stephen an outlet for his maybe sort of poppier side, and so, you know, he, he decided to take um, Porcupine Tree in a direction, uh, you know, more influenced by you know things like Opus and and things like that that he liked. Um, Gavin Harrison came into the lineup, um, and. You know, the record sold, I understand, three times more than any previous album that they put out had sold. And it, it just, you know, exploded from that point on. You know, the, the, there's no need for me to run through the song titles because I know that um, you guys know them all. But, you know, it kept enough of the older, I suppose, floyd psychedelic-y influence sound with a harder edge with the musicality of Gavin Harrison thrown into the mix as well as as well as um, Colin, Edwin, Richard Barbieri. Um, The production it just leapt out of the speakers at me and when I listened to it the other night and I was flicking through the big booklet and I I shared with some of you um, Paul Northfield engineered it and um, he said if I'm ever asked to put together a demo tape of what I do I put it it contains um, Tom Sawyer by Rush and all of in Absentia. And, and it's a fantastic <laughs> so, It's a fantastic sounding album. Um and uh you know again the artwork the whole thing just work works together um brilliantly and you know we've all been at well I don't want to say we all have been but if you've been at a porcupine tree show you will know that everybody shouts for trains. <laughs> You know, and uh you know that that's that's kind of again one of the many many highlights. That's that's within the album.
3: Uh, I so want to disagree with you, Jeff, but I that I can't. <laughs> uh, although I will say, the trains is not the best moment on that album. Um
1: Probably sound is.
3: of sound of music and yeah. blackest eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and I, 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 my favorite moment on that album is I don't know how to say. It's dot three point three. Yeah, yeah, point three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. point three. I love that song for I don't know why. I just hmm. love the bass and it's so atmospheric. It, it it's it kind of reminds me of like the previous albums a little bit, yeah, yeah, but it has yeah. like the more more modern sound. Anyways, that, yeah, I think perfect pick.
2: But that's and again the great thing about it and the thing that I find when I've looked dug into this that I like about it is you know. If they'd gone and made an album that sounded full on like Meshuggah, you know, the whole way through, you know, it—I don't think it would have been as good. True, you know, and, and the dynamics of the album, you know, the sequencing, you know, you're getting, you know, slammed full on in the face, and then it strips back. Or there's a big spacey instrumental. It just kind of takes you on the on the journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's my favorite Porcupintree album, so um, I wouldn't argue. I think there's an, but know, there's that, some other ones that I really like as well, which, you know.
2: But I think, and this is, again, coming to my thing, you know, what is an album? You know, I, I'm thinking about these as a collection of songs, you know, and, and the whole the whole journey of actually something that you sit down and play as opposed to an assembly of individual tracks that, you know, you can kind of, you know, the, the, the art of putting it in the right sequence. Well, uh, I think
0: he's he pays a lot of attention to that he's always talked about that so it wouldn't be surprising that he has a number of these maybe on this list for that reason because um he pays attention even even the future bites for what it is is it is a concept behind it in every way the packaging the videos the the whole idea of getting elton john who's a who's a known shopper to buy you know to to talk about buying things in that song everything is the, the every tiny detail is paid attention to for all his albums. So like an album or not, that aspect is there, you know, and that, that no one does that like he does. Um, yeah, all right, uh, Nick, your, your next one.
3: So in 2006 came along a band. I'd never heard of the keyboard player, vocalist, main man. I'd never heard of the drummer. I had heard of the guitarist and respected him highly. And for that reason, gave it a listen and boom, all of a sudden, my world was changed because the band was Frost and the album was Million Town. And wow, I mean, for me, this is prog perfection from beginning to end. Um, I mean, I could run through the tracks for you, if you want hyperventilate, no me, no you, snowman, the other me, blacklight machine, and Million Town, the, the epic. What's different about Million Town is the way Jim Godfrey approaches um, the construction of the epic. He it, it, it doesn't have he doesn't have a traditional approach to to creating an epic with that big um, trumpeting ending that that has become a little commonplace in some epics in Prague. He, he approached it from a different perspective and 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 re- reverse the emotion uh that that the song extracts if you like um hu- hugely prolific uh co- composer who created a masterpiece in my opinion here the performances are all stellar I know the lineup has changed since then, but Frost Frost remain remain one of the major influences for me and one of the most important bands in Prague for me. But it all started here with Million Town. And I I, I can't find a moment on it where where I can say, oh, I would have done that differently or uh, I would have contracted it there or maybe cut, cut a couple of minutes off there. No, it all makes sense. It all works. It's all perfect. Frost's Million Town. This is like Prague Nick's favorite albums
2: list. I would have, I, I, I would have guessed you would have chosen that. I would have guessed you would have chosen that, but uh, you know, absolutely. It, you know, again, as an album, it, it, there's you know, there's no fat, there's no fat on there. It's it's just yeah. exactly what it what it should be, and it's really great. Yep.
1: I think yeah. it's a, a, something that's interesting. Is uh, looking also to the perfect song if you go to in Town itself it's hard to make an epic and don't have like the little moment that you're like, yeah, I don't like this moment as much as the next one. But I think Midian Town is one of the few epics that just like hits it just on the dot. It's really, really, it's
0: a really well-written one. one. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. My fourth one. Uh, Well, Dan, uh, you stole one of my picks uh, with Raven. Um, I thought it was Kindle. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the the St- Stephen Wilson Raven refused to sing was gonna be uh, on my list, but you taught you mentioned it and you mentioned it in exactly the way that I would have mentioned it, except to say that the title track on it is, in my opinion, uh, his best song and and maybe one of the best songs ever made by anyone. Um, uh, so, but I have a backup, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with uh, Stephen Wilson and Porcupine Tree, and I'm gonna go actually to uh, Lightbulb Sun, which is um, before and Absentia. But uh, also, uh, I think a masterpiece album, and uh, I, I like the diversity of it. Um, that's something that I felt. While I like that they got heavier, I thought they lost some of that with albums like Fear of a Blank Planet. I know a lot of people like that album. as maybe their favorite, but for me that was too much one style. And what I really liked from him was the fact that he could do a lot of different things and make it all work. And Lightbulb's Sun is a perfect example of that. Um, you know, I don't wanna read through the whole song song list, but you have um, you have things like the title track which kicks off nicely with acoustic and then this just this, this weird piano thing. How is your life today? You have uh, hate song, which is just one of the best bass lines ever with a really cool breakdown. Rush on Ice is sort of the standard Trippy. Uh, yeah. Porcupine Tree epic. Um, you know, I even like but I like the poppy stuff in there mixed with it. Rest will flow and then and then the weird song Last Chance to evacuate Planet Earth, which is like it unlike is. anything anyone writes. I mean, and he puts them all together in an or in a sequence in order that really works. Um I just think it's great. And even the closer. You know, uh, is is so sad and and perfect way to end it. Uh, I just, I it it's is. I don't know if it passes uh, in absentia as, as my favorite album. That still would be my favorite, but this is right up there as 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 maybe my second favorite Pork country record.
1: Yeah, like I think I was gonna mention "Feel So Low." If you didn't, because yeah. I love that song mm-hmm. and the ending. I think it's just. Kind of a, a very interesting way to finish this album, opposed to how it starts, right? Yeah. And also, she's moved on. I love oh, that yeah, song. Yeah,
0: David mentioned that. That's a, yeah. that's a really cool song. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing—it's such a cool mix of someone that is so gifted at writing so many different styles, and but it all sounds like it's the same band, and I, I, I love that. And that—that's the thing. Fear of a playing planet came out. And it was so successful and so great and so many people liked it. But I was slightly just like, ah, it's it's missing all of that other stuff.
1: The weird stuff
0: that I liked so much, you know, he now he's one band. It's just doing one thing and it's amazing. But the previous albums I thought were wow for me.
2: I think you're talking about feel solo. I I think it's a song that. You know, it's one of those songs where people should know this you know you you know an Adele or somebody like that you know could could cover this and people would you know you know would think it was Adele. one of the best songs. Yeah. you know it's a bit you know it's like you know I'm hoping it has its uh, Leonard Cohen hallelujah, hallelujah moment at some point where you know 20-25 years later someone finds it and, went and goes you know oh, where did this song come from and, and the entire world then knows it you know so
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah Underrated. Uh, Okay, Dan.
1: I'm going now for a more obvious pick. And this is Dream Theater. And I'm not going with my favorite, which is Scenes from Memory. Instead, I'm going to Images and Words, Hmm. who according to most people would be their perfect album. And I think it covers a lot of the facets of the band. Of course, it's one of their earlier albums. So it's focused on that sound and dude, I was listening to this today and it's like the first time I listened to it again. Because once you are like super uh, familiar with an album, you you stop listening to it all the time. You sometimes listen to one song, but earlier today I was listening to it in sequence from Pull Me Under to Learning to Live. I did like, how can this not be on the list? Like this is just, this is one of the perfect albums. And an argument could be made about the production and the drums, this snare sounds, you know, uh, that kind of thing. But I, I, I don't agree, man. I think maybe I'm just too used to it, to see that, to hear that. I just hear a perfectly sequenced album, uh, concise, you know, great songwriting, a lot of good moments, emotional moments, good lyrics. You know, it's well-rounded, no bad moments. I think it serves the purpose of this list perfectly. To the, I, the drum it, it sound changed everything.
3: W- that, that that album just changed everything it for changed everyone.
0: everything i agree
3: and, and i don't i don't get all the criticism of of the snare drum who am i to argue with mike okay I'm, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm listen not gonna... i understand the criticism but it it's, sounds great it to is, me it's it's it is very sampled of you know that whole thing that trigger sound but I think it kind of works for the album like i, I agree. agree it just I mean, matches the rest on of that songs. i don't know if you if you guys have heard the best of where they changed the, the snare sound on it and it good. just changes the sound of the songs
3: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i didn't like it. Sounds I cannot, that perfection yeah why change it yeah
2: so Dude. I've, pro- I've probably never told i don't think i've talked about this before but I I obviously, but in the days before streaming and free music and all that kind of stuff, and I'd heard about this band Dream Theater and I was worried, you know, it's the days where you were buying a CD and you were deciding between one thing and another thing, you didn't have the world at your fingertips, Daniel, you know, like your generation did, (laughs) but um, I I really wasn't sure, I was worried that it was going to be too heavy, you know, because they looked like it was going to be really, really heavy. And so I went to the the shop, and there was, images and words, which was quite expensive. But there was live at the marquee, which was like half the price of it. So I thought, well, at least if I hear it, I've spent half as much money. And kind of most of the most of the songs from images and words are on it. So actually, I uh, the first time I heard an awful lot of those songs was actually. Um, and those live live versions, and I really liked it. And I went and bought the album. I was actually a bit disappointed that they didn't sound as good on the album. So, uh, but you know, I mean, it's I, I've 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 grown grown to enjoy the album as well. But you know, and I love that I love again. It's it's the trade off between the very heavy stuff and the Another Day and Surrounded um, and the, the, those kind of sounds. The
1: sequencing is what blow, blows my mind, like the way flows it's just so well, smooth it's
2: perfect
0: perfectly sequenced i think another day having only heard pull me under when i had the album and then another day comes on that's when it really like was like whoa they can do this too it's the range really yeah
3: cool. uh, surrounded exactly exactly uh, surrounded it keeps it surrounded.
0: surrounded keeps it from being a hundred percent perfect. Nah, i
3: love being,
1: surrounded what? <laughs> <laughs> I nah, sorry know roy you're song alone on this most one
0: perfect, <laughs> yeah yeah go on roy no um
3: no,
0: really. I, ironically enough and I, but i wouldn't pick it because it's too early and, and and none of the albums i have are from the last maybe two three years because it's too soon to know but i actually think the new album for me i like every song it's close to being perf- a perfect dream through album um yeah, but not it's, too soon. There. it's too soon to know. <laughs> too soon to know for me uh jeff your next one
2: okay um you said you're not going to pick something from the last couple of years um, because it's too soon. Well, I am uh, because this wasn't on my list until this afternoon, and I was I, I had some stuff to do today, um, and had music playing the whole day while I was doing my stuff, and I put on this album, got through it, and went, "That's going on the list ahead of probably albums that are much more renowned and much more famous." Um, Big Big Train, and it's the Grand Tour. Really? Hey. Okay. And wow. that album, for me, huh. just when I played it today, I got to the end, and I went, this is a perfect album. And again, what are the, th- what are the things that I'm drawn to for a perfect album? You have the opening that's kind of the musical boxy type um, thing that sets out, again, it's a concept album that's a loose theme that flows through it um and you have the mix of you know you have that sort of quite atmospheric opening then you're hit with a pop song alive uh you know you've got uh, the acoustic the florentine you've got pantheon the instrumental which you know is kind of sort of uh, on the one hand it's instrumental a relief from vocals but it's a you know a crazy busy instrumental and you've Theodora, which kind of clears your palate for the two epics, uh, the Longdon epic of Ariel, 14 minutes with that, um, you know, cum nimbus, kind of air punching middle section, and then in the Voyager, um, pulled together perfectly by homecoming, and um, right at the end, you've got the artwork which is a picture for every song it's got the words it's got the story that tells you what it's about you can sit down and digest the thing like a full kind of 10 course meal and get to the end and feel completely satiated by by the experience um so i i think the grand tour because initially when i thought oh, really i thought well it has to be the underful yard or it has to be H, or yeah. whatever but i listened to this and went, i i i just don't think there's anything in this that I would possibly change. I think it just, it's perfect.
3: You're right. Grand Tour is better than Under Four, it, it it It's more concise. The, song, the songwriting is a little bit more to the point. Yeah. Um, it, I think it is a better album, you're right.
0: It's, I think it's an overlooked one. I think it's cool that you picked it. I mean, I, I came very close to picking Common Ground, because uh, I do think that's a perfect Big Big Train album. Uh, I just think it's a masterpiece, but I didn't want to pick something so soon, that came out so soon. Um, yeah, Grand I Tour think, I think is overlooked, but it is it's great.
1: Yeah, I think I might need to revisit it with like your comments in mind, because every time I listen to that one, I feel like it might be too long. You know, maybe runs a, a few songs going. I don't know. I'm 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 rever uh, reserving my comments for a, a later date. Oh,
3: cool.
2: <laughs> And again, you know, at the at the 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 now now tragic, but um, you know the the pleasure of seeing that tour, and seeing you know those songs in a live arena, which I think, you know, even some of the ones that maybe I hadn't so closely connected with, um, seeing them live, just, uh, yeah, a brilliant brilliant memory to have.
0: Yeah, jealous of that. Uh, all right, Nick, your next one.
3: Uh, how many we got left? two uh, you left. have two you. and then we yeah. have- I have two right okay. so a lot of people might say close to the edge is is the perfect album may well be, but for me, it's fragile. Um, it, it, it it's the one that introduced me to Prague, and i'm trying I'm, I'm trying to look at it sub as objectively as I can, but objectivity is subjective, right Just just think about the songs on that album. Okay, there, there are the band ensemble pieces culminating in heart of the sunrise, which is which is just a magnum opus. Um, there's roundabout. and then in between you have these 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 personal ventures of each band member. Um, Wakeman doing his thing on on cans and Brahms. Um, Anderson doing almost like a, a a mini solo appearance within the context of, of the album with We have Heaven. Um, then again, the band comes together. with South Side of the Sky. Then, then you've got Bruce, it's Five Percent for Nothing, which is well known to all of us here at the prog report. Um, long distance run around the fish. Chris Squire showcasing himself. Who are these guys? Is is what went through my mind when I first heard it. And here we are, decades later, uh, still talking about this album as as the masterpiece that it was. Is not a not another album quite like it in the whole pantheon of prog rock uh so fragile but yes i
0: I, I sort of agree with you that it is it's a perfect album in the way that they set it up everybody having the solo bid and
1: yeah that's the most interesting part
0: the uh the the regular songs on it they're all so good you know there isn't one that you would take out um yeah and iconic and and the artwork that's yeah i I sort of agree with you on that one i think Uh, so
2: i hate to disagree (laughs)
3: disagree really jeff you're not allowed to disagree on yes
2: but (laughs) well i say i did I, i mean i've sort of bumped my big big train bumped my yes pick but um Fragile, I don't know. I just think the solo tracks get in the way of some some really, really good songs ago. Like if they'd written if they'd written another Heart of the Sunrise or another two Heart of the Sunrise and roundabouts, again it's the could I live my life without hearing We Have Heaven and Five Percent for Nothing again. I mean I, I
0: think you're I, I see that um, argument too, but I just think in terms of a concept and how they pulled it off, it's not something everyone has ever. Yeah, it's like what I said done. with me
1: it's not going yeah. by the conventional rules it
0: kind of works for this one album i think in in a way so um, my
2: the what i did what i uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do a full full in-depth one but the the one that works better for me is going for the one
0: right i thought that might be the one um, you'd go with
2: yeah again in terms of the range of things um uh, that they do there and the the, the flow and sequence so
0: are um, we really doing a whole p- perfect album podcast and not mentioning close to the edge it's like we're ruining our prog cred
3: i, I mentioned it i mentioned <laughs> it, you, mention <laughs> it. <laughs>
2: you know yeah you know I, I'm, I'm not again i'm not saying it's imperfect <laughs> um there's not there's it's hard to skip anything with
0: only three songs if you skip one yeah. song you wouldn't have an album right so uh yeah. you know there you go um all right my last one is my most, my most recent pick. And I, I said I wouldn't go too recent, so I don't know if this counts. It's about six years old. Uh, but um, I was looking through all the Neil albums because it's so prevalent in my collection and all of our collections with all the different bands and all the albums. And um, the one album that I think remains perfect uh and is a perfect concept album is similitude of a dream uh that's the one i'm gonna go with because it's so hard to pull that off in the way they did um and and then they did it again and i think (laughs) well i don't think great adventure is perfect i think similitude is um it's everything about it is great. The, the the sequencing is great. the whole packaging, the whole the, the story, the concept. Um, they they have which every uh, good concept album has its own kind of for for their purposes hit hits that are kind of laid in between every few moments. You know, you could take City Out of Destruction out or Ways of a Fool out, or and you have those kind of poppy moments. Each album, each uh, disc has an epic closing that's perfect. Um, uh, You know, it it just, uh, you know, the whole long day reprise thing at the end is is as epic as Neil has ever written. Uh, And, you know, it's got a signature drum fill moment for you if you want. And, uh, uh, yeah, I just, um, there's not a track I I need to skip on it to get through it. Um, I think it's, I think it's the one that is, that holds up great and and again my thing with it being a concept album and holding true is there's no filler nonsense on it it's just straight music through music through music to the end no wasteful moments that you're like they introduce things or talking bits or nothing it's just straight music all the way through just brilliant
1: yeah i mean it's hard to argue dude like but In my mind, I kind of, at some point, I kind of jumbled Similitude and Great Adventure together. And I think they're both equally great. I don't know if that's a controversial controversial pick, like opinion or not, but I think they're both like 9.9 albums in my mind. You know, they are not like a straight sand, but they're both equally amazing. And I agree, like, what you said makes total sense. And, like, there's no filler, every song is there, and you can just it's an adventure. Really, it's hard, every time I hate being it, like yeah. that
0: nitpicking about the great adventure because, in I mean, a vacuum, we, we warned everyone in we a vacuum,
3: everyone. it would
1: be nitpicky. In
0: a vacuum, <laughs> well, it's here, one of the here's, greatest albums ever. Point. It's amazing. I mean.
3: I mean, as, as we're looking back at 70s albums like Fragile now and saying oh they were perfect and they were classic, I promise you that in 40 years' time, we will still be looking back on similitude and saying it was genre-defining. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yep. Uh, all right, Dan, your next one.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, let's keep the Neo Mike train rolling. I think there's no way this album couldn't be here and this band and the thing is i mean you just got the first Danny. yeah exactly i mean it's unfortunate i might as well just pick another one right i don't know i mean to be safe i'll go with it it's transatlantic the whirlwind and i think it was in everyone's lists at some point and someone had to do it and I'm just going to be the one to I do, just do it. Your so. And
3: everybody quickly shuffles their papers to, to find another
1: pick. <laughs> I mean, my my other my other backup picks were five from Symphony X, not Fox, <laughs> uh and Rise Radiant. But I, I think I got to mention Whirlwind and I'll just let you guys have fun with your backups because the Whirlwind is one album that changed my life in many ways. So I'm extremely biased to it. But even revisiting it, it was what I was saying with images and words, like after a while, you just stop listening to it all the time and you just revisit it every so often. And every time I do, I'm like, oh, is it that good still? It always is. And I think I said something similar in the podcast that we did that was dedicated to its anniversary, like at the World of and Scenes from Memory. That's a a good episode if you're listening and haven't checked that one. Uh, We go very in depth about both of these albums but the world in just hits different i think it might be my number one ever album um, wow. i i keep insisting on this opinion and i might die on this hill
3: <laughs> well I, I was keeping it for last for myself also <laughs> We're on the yeah, same. i figured I, I'll, te- I'll tell you how personal this album is for me i've actually put in my will that rose-colored glasses must be played at my funeral <laughs> and that's a fact
1: <laughs> that that's very personal. I mean if yeah. if it wasn't for this album, I, I wouldn't be here with you guys. I wouldn't have met you. So this is, this is uh in many ways it's it's life defining for a lot of moments of my life. So well that's a story for another day.
0: Right. <laughs> uh okay, well, that's not a surprise. So we got two Neil albums in the final round. Shall we make it a third, Jeff? <laughs>
2: No, no, I completely can't disagree with that. I mean, I, I love the whirlwind. I always mention that I saw the last full three live performances of it. And uh, fingers crossed, we'll see the, if I can get to America, we'll see the, um, the, 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 for the fourth time at Morse Fest this year. Um, and again, uh, it, but what it made me think, think about was this, because Roy talked about this. Um, uh, and I suppose similitude, whirlwind, uh, mind crime, um you know uh, albums that are really great albums but also that work really well as a live show when played from start to finish you know because sometimes bands put out a concept you know you know bands sometimes put out concept albums and don't play them end to end you know sometimes or else maybe later in their career you know you know like you know genesis will play two or three songs from the lamb and stuff like that um so yeah uh also really good live live albums concept albums that work live and same could be said of at least in my world marillion misplaced childhood Mm. um i felt that i had to put that one in there um again album era so you have a part one you have a break you have a part two um you know it has uh, it, it's 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 seamless the songs are all joined and yet you know the you know Kaylee Lavender um Heart of Lothian you know were plucked out as as singles and they work kind of on their own I suppose like what we said about similitude um the concept behind it is is I mean it's a concept album to the extent that all the songs flow in to each other but it's a more of a thematic. Um, concept the narrative um concept there's not really a story running through it but it's sort of vignettes from from fish's life of experience but as a band you know again it was the album that tipped them over into something um different in the same way that this was an in absentia did for porcupine tree you know very much you know fish at the height of his vocal lyrical parse. the band um have had a couple of dodgy years until they found Ian Mosley finally, you know, were, were locked into a, a, a really solid um, performing act. And, you know, like um, mind crime, um, you know, it brought them huge commercial success. It took them to the next level. And um, again, is there anything I would change about it? I, I, don't, I don't think so. It's perfectly
3: paced. Uh, well, here we go now, Jeff. I reckon clutching at straws is better.
2: i i i guess that you might say that i I, yeah clutching at straws i kind of there's some bits of it i'm not i'm not so keen on i have to say i'm less keen on than than, uh than i am on misplaced childhood yeah uh well i think a lot of people
0: agree that that's a that's one that could belong here so no no issues there with that one um all right how are you going to finish this off here nick
3: Oh now I'm scrambling, guys. I was I was, you I was had 21 put, albums there, scrolls so the in. I was gonna uh, I don't know. I've got a choice here. Um uh, either car mechanic will on life or no, let me go with one of my favorite bands, but in another iteration, um the band being Tears for Fears and the album being Raul and the Kings of Spain. Hmm. Um so this is Roland Orzabal uh on his own, uh venturing out with without Kurt Smith. And I just think the the album is is so consistently pleasing that it, that that it qualifies to be called perfect. Um, it it's it's got everything on it, and I I think it's prog in disguise as 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 I think we've we've said before on one of these podcasts. Um, so it does kind of belong here. Is it perfect for me? Yes, um, from the first second until the last. um a a, a, a lot of people think that that um, the album is autobiographical about Roland's Spanish uh, heritage, which it may well be. But, um, you know, I'm not really a lyrics guy. Lyrics aside, the music stands up and speaks for itself. And from beginning to end, all 11 tracks, it's a classic and a masterpiece.
0: Amazing album. I mean, a couple of underrated genius songs on there. I mean Sketches of Pain is just the greatest song ever. It's a God's
3: Mistake may be the maybe the best pop song ever. Written.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I go there with that one but but it, but it was song. never. But Sketches of Pain um and Me and My Big Ideas at the end is just awesome. Just wow. love it.
2: I'm I'm just amazed me that we got through a Prog Report podcast without Roy mentioning Tears for Fears. I was pretty sure earlier on one of your picks was going to be Seeds of Love when you were talking about it. I can't remember what album it was, but uh, um, yeah, no, great, great album, great album.
0: Yeah, well, I, I went with the Supertramp pick, and I didn't want to go uh, that was the one. another I another one poppy out of there, but um I think Tears for Fears, for me, I mean, being a big fan, and, and Nick, I think you are as well, I don't think they've made a bad album. I yep. I think every album they've made is flawless. I do. Um, they're a rare band like that.
3: Indeed.
0: So anyway, uh, well, this was fun. You know what I want to do to recap a little bit? Why don't we each just read our, our five picks real quick in a row? So, I've forgotten them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you? Uh, so mine was uh, Foxtrot uh, from Genesis, uh, Super Crime of the Century, uh, Queensryche, Operation Mindcrime, uh, Porcupine Tree, Lightbulb Sun, and Neil Morse Band, uh, Similitude of a Dream.
1: Uh, Dan? Um, I had The Reign of Kindo, Rhythm, Chord, and Melody, Pain of Salvation, B, Stephen Wilson, The Raven That Refused to Sing, in Other Stories, Dream Theater, Images and Words, and Transatlantic, The Whirlwind.
0: You have a good list. Yeah. Jeff?
2: As usual. Uh, mine and uh, Not in Order, Porcupine Tree and Absentia, uh, King Crimson, Discipline. Um, big big train, the Grand Tour, Marillion, Misplaced Childhood, um, that
0: Neil Morse uh, question mark. Neil
2: Morse question mark. And my, my honourable mentions on my on my scratch list were uh, Transatlantic Bridge Across Forever. I have ones that weren't already mentioned: Bridge Across Forever, Mike Goldfield Tubular Bells. Um, really. Peter Gabriel, so I think uh, Dark Side of the Moon for sure and uh random pick if you've heard all of these albums and are rolling your eyes going "I didn't learn anything new go and listen to no man love you to pieces and that will uh not agree with you you
0: but okay (laughs)
3: that's (laughs) (laughs) for nick um my five were raul and the kings of spain tears for fears five by spock's beard, beard or v uh Genesis Selling England by the Pound. Yes, Fragile, Frost, Million Town. Honorable mentions, uh, many, 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 but uh, just a few. Uh, of course, The whirlwind, Snow by Spock's Beard. Uh, Wishbone Ash's Argus, which I think is a perfect album and really deserves a listen. If you're out there and you have never never listened to Wishbone Ash, go give this one from 1972 a listen. Write Argus, it down. Uh, yeah. Um, uh porcupine tree in absentia was on my list. Uh, of course, similitude. Neil Morse's one, I think deserves to to be described as perfect. The Flower King Stardust. We are Russia's moving pictures. As I said, Merillians clutching at straws. Car Mechanics' Wheel of Life is pretty much the perfect album wow. to me, and a couple of It Bites albums. One from the Francis Dunry era, era Eat Me in Saint Louis, and so many the Tall perfect ships albums on the John <laughs> Everything's perfect. Yeah, so I'm I got my 21 all mentioned. Yeah, uh, I had right. three
1: extra ones, right, which was ahead. just the Flying Colors uh, debut album. No. Um <laughs> I think everyone will disagree. Third degree. That's okay. Third
0: degree so, is perfect, degree not was the first. Very, very close to getting yeah. Third degree was almost on my list. Okay. Anyways,
1: let's disagree on that one. I, I said five by Symphony X before as well as Vice Radiant by Caligula's horse. Um second say, life second have- life syndrome uh, by Riverside. And Haken was very hard for me to think of a perfect one. But I think the closest to perfect, or maybe perfect, to me, is affinity, and I don't know. I I, I could have gotten there, if you guys picked all my picks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Hake in the Mountain was was on a sh- short list for me. Um, I didn't go with Jellyfish Spilt Milk, which is kind of a surprise. Yeah, um, it is. But <laughs> I feel like maybe I talk about it about almost every other podcast, so it's about <laughs> enough with that. So every every. And- yeah and uh uh flying yeah flying colors third degree was but but again i i sort of felt like i didn't want to go with anything too 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 new and big big trains common ground which is another album that recently i just think i i think is amazing
2: um a lot of
1: perfect albums we got through
2: this without talking about michael romeo Uh, i did say symphony
0: x
1: X? yeah it's the same (laughs) thing
0: But I, no surprises, really. Be... A lot of Neil Morris and a lot of Stephen Wilson. So, you know, that's just... Yeah,
1: yeah. a lot of perfection all around. Yeah.
0: It's very this objective. It's called the Prog and, report. And really, Pink, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon is, is perfect. I think we've all just sort of had enough of it, maybe, which is why nobody <laughs> mentioned it, right?
3: But I mean that that's a perfect well, album Every well album. that's a whole different conversation roy as to yeah. which is the perfect pink floyd album tuning for the next episode are we all tired <laughs> let's, let's do that problem? next time the,
2: the imperfect the band's most imperfect albums
0: yes that will be the follow-up to this albums that could have been perfect and the one song that sucks on <laughs> if not <laughs> right <laughs> all right uh, please uh, don't forget to check out other podcasts and all the uh, podcast networks all the audio ones are our interview uh, interviews out now and uh, special episodes on YouTube subscribe to YouTube channel follow us on Facebook Twitter Instagram and so on and uh, we'll see you all soon thanks guys thank you everyone bye
2: bye